Blog Talk Radio. I think I 
Tried in the police department. 
But you know what, Nat? I want to play. I want to play the Zimmerman, what he called. Uh, don't, don't, I'm going to put you on hold now, but you're still here, okay? okay. Uh, callers, listen to this. Sanford Police Department, lines being recorded. Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood, and there's a real suspicious guy. Uh, it's Retrieve You Circle. Um, the best address I can give you. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. It's raining, and he's just walking around looking about. Okay, and this guy, is he white, black, or Hispanic? He looks black. Did you see what he was wearing? Yeah, a dark hoodie, like a gray hoodie, and either jeans or sweatpants and white tennis shoes. He's here now. He was just staring. Oh, he's just walking around the area. at all the houses. Okay. And now he's just staring at me. Okay. So that's the clubhouse. That's the clubhouse. Do you know what the... He's near the clubhouse right now? Yeah, now he's coming towards me. Okay. He's got his hand in his waistband. And he's a black male. Okay. How old would you say he looks? He's got a button on his shirt. Late teens. Late teens, okay. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with him. Yep. He's coming to check me out. He's got something in his hands. I don't know what his deal is. Okay, just let me know if he does anything, okay? Over here. Yeah, we got him on the way. Just let me know if this guy does anything else. Okay. They always get away. Down towards the uh, entrance of the neighborhood. Okay. Which entrance is that that he's heading towards? The back entrance. Are you following him? Yeah. Okay, we don't need you to do that. Okay. Alright, sir, what is your name? George. He ran. Alright, George, what's your last name? Zimmerman. And George, what's the phone number you're calling from? All right, George, we do have him on the way. Do you want to meet with the officer when they get out there? Yeah. All right, where are you going to meet with them at? Okay, do you live in the area? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what's your apartment number? Okay, do you want to just meet with them right near the mailboxes then? Yeah, that's fine. Let them know to meet you with the out there, okay? Actually, could you, have him, could you have him call me and I'll tell him where I'm at? Okay, yeah, that's no problem. That is pre-natural here. That sounds yeah, like to be premeditated. Uh, Trevon Martin ran from him, not to him. He was minding his own business, going on his own property, and the policeman clearly fucking said, do not follow him. And he did. Well, I, first of all, I don't even know what uh, the man was calling about. I mean... Walking or walking through the rain, looking around is hardly uh, the rape and murder of an individual. So I'm not even sure, you know, why the police would even like tell him, you know, why are you messing with this guy? He is, you know, I mean, you call me and say that somebody is doing something. He looks suspicious. Okay, what's he doing? He's walking and He's looking. He's black. What He's the black. hell is that? What is right. that? Right. What is that, Nat? But that's what I don't understand. The kid did not break in anywhere. He did not break any laws. 
right. he was minding his own business. The kid was afraid. He didn't know who this guy was. I mean, I, if I was on the other end of the uh, police dispatch call and somebody called me and told me uh, to come down and somebody was walking around looking, I would be like, uh, that's it? <laughs> right. Why are you calling? Right. It, right. Uh, the whole thing is just amazing. Um, and when you talk about, when you talk about um, the fact that... Um, uh, uh, Trayvon Martin was black. Well, Trayvon Martin was also 140 pounds and 17 years old. And the person that was apprehending him, the person who said that they were in fear, was uh, 11 years older than he was and almost 100 pounds heavier. Right. So it's hard for me to imagine that a little 140-pound man would approach a guy um, to menace him with a bag of Skittles. I just don't see it. You know, I mean, he said, but see, this is where I think um, Zimmerman embellished this because he said he was walking around with something in his waistband. Okay. That right there said, you know what? The kid clearly had an Arizona can of 99 cent iced tea, which I don't think you can fit that in your waistband, really. And some Skittles. Right. I mean, seriously. Now, what? I'm, not, I'm stay, stay with us. I, because we still got an hour and forty-five minutes. But I want to play this. When I listened to this man, I broke down. This is when a woman called nine. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Nine one one. Do you need police fire medical? Um, maybe both. I'm not sure. There's just someone screaming outside. Hey, what's the address that they're near? <laughs> Okay, and is it a male or female? It sounds like a male. And you don't know why? I don't know why. I think they're yelling help, but I don't know. Just send someone quick. Okay. Does he look hurt? I can't see him. I don't want to go out there. I don't know what's going on. So they're sending. So you think he's yelling help? Yes. All right. What is your number? <laughs> Gunshots. You just heard gunshots? Yes. How many? This one. Jimmy, get down. No, come here. Is he no longer No one, I don't know. Jeremy, get in here now. Jeremy, get up here. All right, is he right outside? Yeah, pretty much out the back, yeah. Is he in front of it or behind that address? He's behind my house. Okay. Just stay away from the windows. I don't hear him yelling anymore. Do you hear anything? No, I don't because I'm hiding upstairs. There was a, there was a gunshot right outside our house. I mean, you've obviously sent someone already, right? Yes, it's in dispatch. What's your name and phone number? My name is... My phone number is... How do you spell your last name? Okay. All right, do you hear any vehicles leaving or anyone else? Do you hear anything right There's now? There's people yelling out there, but I don't want to go down there. So. Okay, multiple people are yelling now? Yeah. 
probably I do have officers on the way. Just call us back if you do hear or see anything else suspicious, like any vehicles leaving or anything like that, okay? Okay. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, man, that just kills me. Man, that's chilling. That's awesome. That's, uh, I mean, I've heard that several times, and it never ceases to, like, send chills up and down my spine. Man, you can hear this kid fucking, um, like, yelling for his life, man. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, they say racism has come a long way in America. Where has it gone? And where did it go? It didn't come here. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, one of the things that the election of President Obama has done is just pull them out of the woodwork. And I have heard some of the strangest things in my life. I mean, people, people, I have heard um, they had this thing on Bill Maher in Mississippi, and these guys were living in shacks. These were like racist, redneck, poor, racist, hungry, redneck. poor, poor people saying that they would they would gladly be poor and hungry to hold on to their Basically, their hatred, um, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. You can't, they, There's some people that just refuse to leave the 15th century no matter what. It's right. just unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, and you know what, Nat? It, it's like I, I'm just dumbfounded by how America can just doesn't give a crap about a person of color and how much that life is worth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also I'm also blown by what type of person because this happened like the day before the Academy Awards. It happened February twenty sixth. Right. Uh which was a Sunday night. And it just amazes me that on a Sunday night a a guy would Ride around in an SUV with a big old nine millimeter sem- nine millimeter semi automatic, looking for someone to shoot on a Sunday night. I cannot imagine for so the life of me having any it, life at all, getting in a car looking for people, hoping to shoot somebody on a Sunday night. I mean, he doesn't he have cable? There's no movies he could go to. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't have anybody or anything to do other than ride around in the rain on a Sunday night with a 9 millimeter all by himself looking for somebody to mess with. See, there right there lends itself to premeditation. That was premeditation. has That has premeditation written all over it. All over it. And I would think in any gun-related incident, regardless of if it was self-defense, you still will be arrested under any circumstance, I would think. Uh, well, I don't, I, for the life of me, I cannot see any situation where a 220, 230-pound grown black man could drive around in a car and get out of his car and chase and shoot a 140-pound white boy 
For what and, reason? No, but for, and, you know, <laughs> and, and he'd be lucky if he was arrested. Right. He'd be <laughs> lucky if he was arrested. Being he would have probably died right there. Right. Exactly. Somebody would have shot him right then on the spot. But my, but what I don't understand, what a 140-pound kid versus a 250-pound man, what threat if this kid had no, no gun, no gun, no, 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 threat no, no. What threat no. As, and as a 154-pound black man, I can tell you that the last thing I want to fight with is a 220-pound anything. That's like that. That's really like you fighting me. And I'm saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go near anything that weighs 200 pounds or more. Anything. Right. right. It just, just doesn't make sense. And And what I don't understand, this is how it took a black president to bring out the active hatred in America because there was uh, the guy, Will Kane, um, and and, uh, the piece I put on my Facebook, he could not sit there and admit that what was out before him was so wrong. Everything he goes, and and the, the commentator was like, you have kids. What would you feel? How would you feel if this happened to your kid? This guy said, he basically said, I, I could not be emotional about this. Really? Really? You, you are that fucked up in the head to believe that your, your hatred for black people is that intense that you can't, you can't even put yourself in someone else's shoes and your parents? Come on, dude. Come on. I just... I'm I'm lost for words. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of stunned beyond belief. First of all, I'm stunned, as I said, that in the year 2012, that we have not evolved as human beings at all. I mean, we have gone. We have, we have literally, we still have the same mental capacity that we had in 1450 and 1550 and 1650, even though we're walking around with computer phones in our pockets, you know, um, um, and, and flying all across the planet uh, 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 in airplanes and jet planes. We have not progressed as human beings at all. As yep. a matter of fact, it is amazing to me that people reject the idea of prosperity and modernity to hold on to murderous hatred of other people for no reason at all. It is unbelievable to me. Yeah. You, you know, I sit there and I see these politicians who try to politically you know, politicalize this by, like, Obama did the right thing, I think, by coming out saying what he said. He goes, of course I'm concerned. If I had a kid, yeah. that kid would look like, that's what my kid would look like. And yeah. Ginger, do you hear what Newt said? Newt yeah. said, he, it should be a shame that he um, would would even say something like that. What happened to the compassion? Where's the compassion? Where, as a person, where is the compassion, Newt Gingrich? 
Where is the compassion? Are you that fucking racist that you have no compassion for a mother and a father who son has been shot for no apparent reason? Well, Newt Gingrich, the whole Republican Party, the whole Republican Party, especially those Republicans who are running for president, um, uh, are worse than racist. They are incendiary. And what they are, what they in effect do is fan the flames of hatred and racism in order to get elected. It seems, it seems um, uh, incomprehensible to me that the same person who referred to the president of the United States as the food stamp president, who right. said he would like to go to the NAACP so that he could teach black people to want uh, paychecks instead of food stamps, could take offense at the president saying that uh, our thoughts are with the president and Trayvon Martin, if he had a son, he'd look like Trey Marvin. Right. Uh, 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 Trayvon Martin. Right. Um, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, in point of fact, in point of fact, I have a black grandson. He is 12 years old. And my grandson goes to places. I take my grandson to places. And my granddaughter. As a matter of fact, next week I'm taking my granddaughter uh, to see Wicked on Broadway. Right. Uh, uh, my grandson wants to be a veterinarian. Uh, we might end up, we, I might take him to a, a friend of mine's uh, place in Connecticut to teach him how to go horseback riding. This is a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing to me that that um, this is a dream come true just to have an opportunity because generation by generation it's been very difficult for for my family to move up the economic ladder and keep reaching, reaching, reaching for a better life for our children and our grandchildren. Right. And and it is a, it is amazing to me that anyone or anything would rather live in a shack and hang on to their gun and just hate people and 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 hate the president of the United States because he's black and hate black people so much that they would rather go hungry. I can't believe that. Yeah, that rather right go there. hungry than to give up that hatred. That is just weird to me. You know what? That is so mind-boggling that. This is the United States, supposed to be the best place to live ever. The land of the free, the home of the brave, and all that garbage. Dude, that you go to, like, I just for instance, Louisiana. Louisiana. Louisiana is so poor that right. they, they, that, what's his name? Rick Santorum, he won that state by mass, by, by massive margins over the other Republican Party. And he was the one that said he didn't give two crap right. about unemployment. Right. What does that say about the mentality of the people right. in America, man? It's just, it right. just blows me away. And then I'm not going to only get on white people, but I'm so over black people saying, let's pray. I'm done praying. <laughs> I'm done praying. Yes, I said the F word because it is my show and this is not governed by the FCC. I'm so over it. People are like, well, we need to pray more. Pray more? Okay, do we need to, every time we pray more, another kid gets shot. When, when does it stop? When, when does it stop? 
What do we do? I mean, where do we go from here? You want us to pray more? Even the special prosecutor that's handling the Trayvon Martin case, who happens, I think she's black. And the mm. first thing she said was, we shouldn't march, we shouldn't demonstrate, we should pray more. Really? No, what you should do, woman, is do your damn job and arrest the perp. Well, um, one of one of one of the major problems is is that um, this this level of racism is is at its core rooted in ignorance, um, dissatisfaction with one's own life, and a reluctance to change. The problem is exacerbated by the fact that these. Um, that these insecurities, these these um, arrested development tendencies, the the flames are fanned by multimillionaires. Right. Newt right. Gingrich is a millionaire. Right. Rush Limbaugh is almost a billionaire. Right. Uh. 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 Rick Santorum has so many. Uh, the same guy that says uh, white people should go and learn how to work with their hands and Obama's a snob uh, right. uh, is a guy with multiple degrees. Right. Every he one was, of his children is going to be have uh, going to have multiple really, degrees. Right, right. But you know, you know and there is no educational system more elitist except maybe the Jews and the Jews can do it because there's only Jews in the system. But other than the Jews, there is no educational system more elitist that right. I know of than the Catholics. Right. The Catholics right. are, are, are on a mission to make sure that every single person who goes to Catholic school, no matter what color, what sex, what sexual orientation, if you go through Catholic school, they want you to pick up some master's and some Ph.D. degrees. Right, that's right. But you it's an elitist educational system. Right. But they, the, the Catholics don't take in, the, I don't think the Catholic religion even has a work with your hands program. No, they don't. They don't. They actually, they sure don't. But you know what you <laughs> see is that the elitist is so screwed up in the head that they they can't figure out whether they want to be an elitist or racist or an elitist racist. You see what I'm saying? Now, right. people got to understand the difference. You know, elitist people are just people that think that because they got money and they can have the best, that there's no, there's, there's, there's no, that's different than racism. Wouldn't you agree? Right. But, right. These, but you that's got different. people like Newt Gingrich who, who was born an elitist. Right. Who is so taking elitist and, and 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 mixing racism that he doesn't he just I just I just I don't even know what to say that I'm so right. beside myself I don't even know what to say and the fact that it, you know what's even more screwed up is that he is a nominee for the president of the United States. Correct. This is the platform they're running uh, running on. And in point of fact, in the in the truest sense of the word, I'm not even sure if Rush Limbaugh or Newt Gingrich. Are racist or just right. opportunists who see that racism makes them richer? Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're you you hit it right on the nose. They, 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 they said, well, you know what? Capitalists and elitists will prey on the weak to Correct. further their agenda. So you're right. Correct. You know what? 
they're they're throwing the racism in there, and they get that segment of people who they and the people don't get. Are people this stupid that yes. that that they will, you know, they look at people like George Bush, they look at people like Newt Gingrich, and Mitt Romney's, and the Santorums, and and all these rich white cats that they don't give two jack shit about the Correct. poor people. That Correct. just because this white guy comes in and goes, you know what God said. Well, okay, let's just say go with if you are a Bible thumper and you believe in the Bible and all that and good. Where does racism in the show me where there's racism in the Bible? Right, right, right. And that right. and that these people are so stupid that they will remain poor. Ohio is a Republican state and they're so poor, unemployment is at its highest, but yet they still voted for George Bush. Explain. Right. Explain that. Please explain that. I can't. That. I can't. I can't. Other than the fact that they are entrenched, entrenched in hatreds that go back centuries. You know, there comes sometimes it's like it's like you know, you you can get mad at your significant other and you stop talking for years and years and you can't even remember exactly what you're mad about anymore as the years go by, but you still hate each other because there's something in there that you can't remember quite what, but you know <laughs> you hate each other for something. Right, right. You know. And, and uh, uh, <laughs> that's, the kind, that's the kind of entrenched ignorance that uh, people like Rush Limbaugh and Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum uh, just prey on. Right, so right. Make them rich. Right, just to make them richer. These guys Correct. never have to work another day in their life. They they will die and still have money. Millions, Correct. millions, millions. Hold on a second, Nat. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio in New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, to mu- music for your soul. Tonight, we have a special edition, and my co-host is one amazing, most intelligent uh host of his own TV show, director um, of Verbal Gymnast, uh, one of the most intelligent people I know, and is Nat Wood. Nat, thank you so much for being my co-host on my show. Oh, thank you for inviting me, brother. Thank so you if, for inviting me. Thank I you for Nat, doing the show. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I would have been beside myself all weekend and with this. I want to invite people to call. Call us at 424- Seven five seven one four two three, and you know I want you guys to weigh in on what we're talking about. Now back to back to racism in America. Now we all know what the problem is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do? Where let's come up. What solution? Okay, what do this can this, if we don't do something as a people, as a group, as some humans, it's going to continue to happen. Look at uh, Sean Bell. Right. Look at that. Look at look. I mean, look at Diablo. What's his name? Diablo. Amadou Diallo. Diallo. Look at what was he doing? He was reaching for his wallet. His wallet. And got shot how many times? Uh, forty-one. Forty-one times. Forty-one times, man. Come on now. I'm just like. When, when we need actually, actually, they shot at him forty-one times. Uh, they only hit him nineteen times, which means that they were just spraying the joint all willy-nilly. 
uh, and anybody could have got gotten right. killed. I mean, there was bullets that went through doors and everything. They just went crazy with the gun with the bullets. So you know what, America? I, I mean, I got people listening all over the world, and those guys, everybody who's listening to me in other countries, and I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everybody for listening to Nat Nat. But these people who I've, I've been in contact with all all weekend, you guys, I know some of you said, "How is this happening?" In America. How is this happening in America? You got me. Like, for instance, today, Nat, I don't know if you read my Facebook status. Today I had on mm. my a pair of jeans, my hoodie, sunglasses, and some um, some um, tennis shoes. Right. I, out, I needed some cash. I walk into a deli at 101 and 3rd Avenue. Right. Basically my neighborhood. I walk in, I got my hood in, just inside the door to put my you know, use the ATM machine. This right. guy loses his mind. Take off your hood. <laughs> like really, dude. You and this is what kills me too. You're in a neighborhood of all people of color, and yeah. we, you know, we wear hoodies. Everybody wears a hoodie, and you're still, right, right, right. You know I, I live, I live in a neighborhood that's just mostly white folks, so they all got on hoodies. Right, right. Yeah. I just, I just say, I live on the Upper East Side. Where everybody is walking around in a hoodie, do you think they get stopped? No. But hey, look, I get harassed when I'm walking around in a hoodie, and my hoodie costs more than their whole life. And I right, think, right, you know what right. I mean? They, you know, uh, people, it, it, it just, I am like blown away. But we need a solution, man. We need a solution. Well, see, people, 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 listen, um, cowards pick the people that they confront. If you had come in with a hoodie and actually looked menacing and dangerous, nobody would have said jack to you. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that, um, and I reiterate, uh, the only reason that um, um, Zimmerman got out of the car and came after Trayvon Martin is because Tray Mar- Trayvon Martin was small and weak and babyface. Right. He wouldn't if have done that a, to me. If it was somebody big and black right. and, look, and, uh, and weighed 200 and looked him in the eye, he'd have stayed behind in that car. Howard seek out the weak and the frail. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm you know, gonna, if I look like somebody who would actually pop a cap in your butt, you wouldn't be telling me to take off no hoodie. Right, right. Because let me tell you something. He wouldn't have come after me. I'm 6'1", and I weigh 220. Right, he, right. He right, would have thought right, twice right. before coming right. after me. Right, right. You're right. 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 He, he right. picked on somebody that's weaker. weaker. Right, right. He picked on somebody who he, he, he looked at, and even with the hoodie on, he determined that this, uh, 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 this person is not a criminal-minded person. Right. This person is a law-abiding person doing law-abiding things. He might be making a statement. He might be making a political statement. Hell, it's cold outside today. He right. might have just been bundling up. But right. he was not somebody who, was, who probably had a gun, in, a gun and an attitude and didn't like crackers. Right. Uh, uh, because he had never confronted such a person. Right. He confronted a person who was going in, take some money out of an ATM machine from right. his own personal right. bank account. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I just, you know what? That people. He was confronting a buppy. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm not a buppy. But you know what? <laughs> we, we were talking offline about that one. <laughs> hey, but look. And this is what kills me is just that that I just 
go from here. You know, I'm 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 done with the marching. I'm done with the protest. We if we're gonna protest, we need to economically protest. So right. you know, we need to uh if if we're voting in voting for whoever congressman or senator, that's how we that's how we get back at them. That's how right. we take I'm not saying take back America because America's already ours. I'm saying Yeah, been that way a long time, yeah. Right, right. I'm saying, why can't we just stop? You know, why don't we just stop? And people like, we need to come back together as a group of people that, right. that, that one, we need to, I'm going to say this, Nada said this, forever and ever, we need to teach our young. Right. We need to teach our young. We need to teach our young kids. Mm-hmm. How we need to you know something other than rap, something oh, other than sports. We need scientists, right? Lawyers, doctors, right. most important engineers, right. right? You know, and people who own grocery stores and plumbers, just people who are who are good people with a sense of focus, uh, uh, who believe in family, who believe in friends, who are good citizens. You know, at this point, it doesn't really matter that everyone is a genius or that everyone is a financial advisor. What matters is that we find a way, other than the than the than the self defeating ways we have used, uh, uh, to get ahead. First of all, um, money is a tool; it's not a woman. Right. Um, right. Um, Good point. <laughs> you know, and and. One of one of the things that that's strange is that um, the crazier the crazier racism gets, it serves to do what all the preaching and and screaming on my part cannot do. It it causes us collectively as a people to reevaluate our our priorities and and strive for something better. I mean, they had me on the rope several times, but somehow I've been able to wiggle free, and not only have I been able to make advances in my own life, right. um, I've I've been able to produce a, a, a daughter who has a master's degree and, and two beautiful grandchildren who are honor students, and they're going to be good kids, and they have their future ahead of them. You know, they're into technology. They're seeing things that I'd never get a chance to see. Right. You know, and and uh, it's it's really true. Whatever don't kill you makes you stronger. Right. Um, I kind of feel sorry for those people who listen to the Rush Limbaugh's and the and the and the Rick Santorum's and the and the Newt Gingrich's of the world because they are entrenched in their own dysfunction. Right. But you and know, thus they will not have a way out of this mess. But you know, yeah. racism and prejudice is a learned behavior, man. Right, right. It's a learned right. behavior, which means that really just stop for a minute. Just because we can have differences of religion, we can you we don't have to get along because we don't believe in the same God. Right. You know, we can still coexist, but you simply hate me. Because I am have a darker skin than you do. Right, 
Explain that. I please someone please explain that racism we're not born a racist. We're not born prejudiced. It's a learned behavior. Right. If you could just stop for one freaking minute and just look look just open up your mind. This is why we live in America. We can open up our minds to other things. We right. don't you know where where did people forget the Jim Crow laws don't exist anymore. You live in a country where we all have to get along. We all have to coexist. And you still right. have these idiots that can simply say to you, I don't like you because you a nigga. Really? Really? And yes, it's ignorant. Okay, we got that. That's ignorance. But you don't have to have a high IQ to see right is right. And wrong is wrong. Well, see, there's, there's different uh, different degrees of, and I and I don't want to call it racism. It's only racism at the at the bottom of the curve. Uh, uh, at the top and the middle is different things. At the top is 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 white supremacy. It's it's, and that's not that may or may not be racist. That may just be opportunistic. As I said, Rush Limbaugh. And and Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum are opportunists more than racist. Right. They see a practical uh, a reason for fueling hatred. Right. Uh, and that is that is their um, wealth and 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 power is at stake. There are aspects of of white privilege that are so entrenched, but they are practical because it allows you to um, be the first ones hired and the last ones fired. It allows you to um, uh, get employment opportunities and promotion opportunities. And and with that kind of, of incentive, you can almost believe in your heart that it's because you are um, – just hard work, uh, a hard worker, um, and that uh, uh, poor people just don't want to work or something stupid like that. Right. But and then but there is a whole mass of people who are just entrenched in ignorance, and right. they are the ones that keep this thing alive, and they are the ones being manipulated. Right. Um, uh, one of the things that they, um, one of the things that they say to. Uh, very, very poor white people at the bottom is somehow that um, the government spending all the money in the private sector, the corporate world, you know, when we get elected, we're going to bring you back jobs. And I don't know if they know how corporations work. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but corporations have found new labor forces all over the planet. Right. Ever, and and they have to pay you $80,000 a year right. plus full benefits to do jobs that they can they can get guys and not pay $80 a month for right. to do twice as much work and in other lands. They're not going to give that up. It's profit-driven. Right, right. You know, you're being lied to. You're being hoodwinked, bamboozled. These people are not acting in your best interest, and no corporation is going to trade off uh, Chinese labor and Mexican right. labor uh, right. for American uh, labor that costs a fortune and is the reason. I mean, they've been trying to jettison you for years. Right. So but you, know, you can believe anything that Bridgestone tells you, but he's lying. To right. You. But you know what? What's even? What's even? What's even? Which is even more 
I can't even talk because I'm so upset. Which is even more upsetting is that this these guys just didn't come along now and say this. These guys are just George Bush said that. How many times do you have to be hoodwinked to know that these people do not have your best interest? Right. I don't get it. I don't get right. it. Right. I don't get it, dude. Right. I, right. You know, I mean, I tell you, we, we, Nat has a show called 30 Frames a Second, guys. And it's on every Tuesday, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And it's live. You guys have seen me on it. I'm his co-host once a month on it. And he gets right to the heart of every subject. I mean, it's, 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 I don't even know what to say. Yes, you know, if you, if, Nat, I've said this before. I, I, my head hurts for me to keep saying it. If you're voting for, why do people keep voting for politicians that doesn't have their best interest? Right. I'm not only talking about white, poor people. Right. I'm, I'm going to go closer to home. Harlem. My, my, my lovely right. people up, up, up in Harlem. Why do you guys keep voting for Charlie Rango? Charlie Rango does not have the best interest Harlem. And that's just my And, you know, it works works all the way around. And I just can't believe people, you need to get involved. Everybody's trying to work. I got that. We all need to work because the economy is in a crapper. But at some point, if 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 you don't get a part, don't be a part of it, you're gonna miss the bus. Well, one of the problems is one of the problems is that that, that um, it seems so simple, but um, it is true. Uh, without a vision, people perish. And in point of fact, in point of fact, the reason why people are are oppressed for generation after generation, century after century, uh, one of the biggest problems is is they lack vision. Uh, many of the problems that um, the African American is going through uh, could be alleviated, uh, for the most part, in in maybe two, three generations max, if we had the vision to see things beyond our own comfort and our own ability. If we actually concentrated on 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 our children and our grandchildren more, a lot of this would alleviate itself in a generation or two. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, we got a call. Hold on, that don't go anywhere. I'm gonna just I'm gonna take this call. You're still here. G Radio, New York City. You're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Tina. Tina. And I was listening. Hey. I was listening to the um, the conversation and everything, and, you know, you're talking about racism and what we're going to do about it. And it's kind of sad because all this is happening, and a lot of us are, how can I put it, really pissed off about it. But then it's, it's like it's just going to go away, and nobody's going to do anything mm-hmm. about it. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, has to start with us because of the fact, like, you know, talking about the people, what money but then but then yet we're going out putting all our money in their stores right 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 and that's what and that's what we said we said this last week not that if you want (laughs) if you want to make a difference everybody we can hit it where it hurts right financially 
We don't have to. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., he says, you know what? If you guys don't want the, the, the bus, the boycott, the bus boycott, right. did, that not cripple, did that not cripple the system? Right, right. You know what I mean? But right. with doing that, we have to go back to believing in one another and trusting right. one another. And right. that's our biggest problem. That's our biggest yeah, problem. That, that, that is a big one as, as far as the trust part. I, we were at work. I was talking today, and um, I'm in the medical field, and when I go do my assessments on my patients, I, I go through and ask them, you know, we talk about voting and if they're a registered voter and a few of the older black people, I probably had probably four today who said no, that they, they weren't even registered to vote. They don't want to vote because mm. nothing's going to happen. And then they were talking about, um, you know, the president and how it's still, you know. So yeah, there is a lot of trust issues you know, going on amongst we, us ourselves. Right, right. But we also need to also get away. Like Nat said, we need to have vision. And vision mm-hmm. means this. Vision means <laughs> that we cannot look for instant gratification. Right, 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 right. We also have to understand that not voting is voting. Right. If you don't vote, whoever wins, you actually voted for. Right. Right. That's yeah, right. we had this long discussion with them talking about that, you know. And But it's it's just sad how people, you know, they overlook stuff. Just like down here in the DMV, I'm sure you probably heard about it up there. We, um, in the metro, they actually put up, it's a sign that tells Barack to go to hell. Now, no, in our right. subways down, yes, no. in, our really? sub, in our subways up here, graffiti, you can get arrested for putting graffiti up and, pro, and it's supposed to be profanity. Right, you get a you get arrested for chewing but, gum, Metro in DC. Right, but Metro wasn't going to take it down until it's supposed to come down. I think it's April third, and they were talking about freedom of speech. But now the senator he's upset because it's it's profanity. But there's mm-hmm. still up there. But you know what kills me? If that was Bush, that would have been down. Right. Oh yeah. too, guys, is that the lack of respect for the master and commander-in-chief. You know what I mean? Do you know, Bush was the biggest idiot, but you know what they referred Bush as? Everybody knows he was the biggest idiot, but they still called him President Bush. Well, well um, um, some of the stuff that they hate Obama for is ridiculous. I mean, anytime they, they cuss him out because he says that uh, uh, we need to become better educated and and, uh, and, and you know, and kids need to uh, go to school and go to college. And, you know, I mean, these are words of encouragement. And these these were not racist words. He didn't say, you know, white kids need to go to hell and black kids need to go to college. Um, you know, uh, but they cussed him out every way. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know, I mean, if, uh, if, if Newt Gingrich's mother was drowning and Obama, you know, gave her, uh, uh, resuscitated her, uh, he'd be on TV saying that uh, uh, he tried to tongue kiss my mama and he was feeling all on her breast. Um, um, it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing the things that they hate this man for. But, um, but uh, they hate themselves. Now, since in light of 9-11... We got the the uh, what law is that the um what is the law not 
the um, law where uh, what's the law that the government can do anything? Oh, you're talking about uh, um, um, uh, what is the that? defense of uh, uh, the defense Sir. authorization act. Right, right, which allows that that anything that you do could be misconstrued as an act of terrorism in the best yeah. interest of in the best interest of uh, national security. Now, yeah. <laughs> my thing is this: if you say something that's derogatory towards our president of the United States, I would see under that the Terrorist Act and the Constitution, that is treason. Yeah. Well, they didn't need no Defense Authorization Act to kill Martin Luther King, and they didn't need a Defense Authorization Act to kill Megar Evers, and they didn't uh, need a Defense Authorization sure Act to kill Emmett Till, and they didn't need a Defense Authorization Act, you know, to to to, to kill Malcolm X, and and on and on and on right. and on and on. Right. Um, um, as a matter of fact, uh, I they they keep referring to Zimmerman as some sort of uh, neighborhood watch captain. I don't know how the hell you could be the captain, you know, when uh, you elected yourself the neighborhood watch guy. And you're Why the only you elect yourself the general? Right. You know, that shows a little vision, yeah. Because if I elected myself, if I was the only one voting for me, I'd vote for me for general. I wouldn't stop at no captain. Right. Well, that's which I didn't get anyway. Okay. I'm a captain when I can be a general. I'm the emperor. I'm, that's right. I'm the neighborhood watch emperor. <laughs> where do we go, guys? What do we do? Where do we go? We know we need to, we need to, okay. How do we? How do we, as a group, one, come back together? Because that's what we need to do. We need to come back as a unit together. How do we do that? We need to start one step at a time, not um, uh, understand that no individual can change the world and the world is not going to change no matter how right you are. Um, That um, people, the masses of people, it's not enough to be right. Sometimes it takes a long time for people to understand what you're saying. I mean, they, you know, and and don't get me wrong, Shanita O'Connor can be one nutcase. Um, <laughs> but uh, when she when she um, came out on Saturday Night uh, Live years ago and made that song about the Catholic Church abusing right. children. They called her everything but a child of God. They drove right. her out the music business. Right. Um, and now, uh, a decade or so later, we find out that everything she was saying was correct. That's true. Right. Um, um, right. But we were not. We were not ready to accept the truth, even though on some level, I think we all knew the truth. Right. Um, I think what we need to do is not let um, Zimmerman or Gingrich or Limbaugh, or anybody else, take us off our game. That right. no matter what the rest of the world does, if um, um, sometimes you just got to concentrate on singing to the choir. Um, and raise your kids. Raise your kids to be smarter. Raise your kids to be better. Be um, an asset to your community. Be someone when you get old and you're laying in your box that people are going to come and sincerely care about you. Right. Um, and I think one thing the parents got to do is be an example. 
Right. Be and again, an that's the biggest that's thing. That's, that's the biggest thing. thing. That's, that's the biggest thing. Lead by thing. That's, but, and that's much more important than being rich. Um, uh, it is. It is. You do more by being at a, um, an example. Believe me, kids aren't stupid. They would much rather live in a small home where it's a family of love and everybody's striving to do better than a giant mansion where everybody hates and cheats on each other and you never right. see your parents. Right. Um, yeah, um, and that's why um, I said inside. You got to, you know, work it out because amongst ourselves we got that kind of light skin, dark skin thing going right, on. Right, right. That, that right there has been, you know that story, that Willie, that's the what, Willie Lynch story? Right, that's my right. That's How you that, say that, the, uh, the house, the house. Uh, the house, nigga, versus the field. The field. Right. 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 Field yeah, I don't the N-word, but in this case, it applies to that because, but see, they, the people, that, that's how they divide and separate, you know, right. and conquer. Because if well, you guys- I, I like to tell everybody, I'm not a house nigga or a field nigga. I'm a runaway. And uh, y'all, you can keep the big piece of chicken. I'll sit out in the in the field, eat grasshoppers. But I'm off this plantation, y'all. Keep this plantation thing. And, and you know what? In the sad yeah, part, we, that's how we gotta work that out amongst ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we get upset at them, but some of us are doing the same thing within our, yeah. within each of us. No, yeah, I know there's a whole bunch of us. All we want is a big piece of chicken and open the door for the matter. <laughs> you know, but I'm out of here. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Harry, come in. I'm waiting on you, baby. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Wait a minute. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, and this is G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul in R&B music. The music for your soul, tonight's special edition. We're talking about racism in America, and my host is no other than the great Nat Wood, who wouldn't stay on the he wouldn't stay on the he wouldn't stay on the plantation. He would run. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I'd be like limping around like company. like Toby. Who is somebody named Toby? <laughs> you are not right. But and it, but it has to start at home, man, because you know. And I, look at New York. I have to say this again. If you guys haven't seen me say this before on television, New York City, public schools, public schools from Tribeca, which is lower Manhattan, all the way to the Upper East Side, um, say around where I live, 82nd, from the river to the river. You would think that these public schools, are, from the, what I just said, are public schools. You would think that they are private schools. Now get mm-hmm. above Eighty Sixth Street. It's you. It's a whole right. different world. But right. yet, it's the same public school system. Right. Explain that. Well, there's a there's a there's a, um um uh a phrase. What is it? Uh, uh, you know, we um, we ask for for you know we we take what we want, but we beg for what we need. Um, it hey, all goes back to having. Explain that, Dad. Explain that to the to the listeners. Well, we um, it goes back to the vision thing. Um, on on a conscious level, we understand that our children need um, um, 
the finest education even to compete, especially in a world that uh, margin, marginalizes them. And, it's, and, and you really have to prepare yourself to compete against a system that where everything is stacked against you. So you need the best education in the world. Uh, black, black people, um, if they concentrated on, on making their schools, you know, I mean, we have thousands and thousands of people um, marching for Trayvon Martin, and that's, that's correct. But right. can you imagine the things that would happen if you had all the mothers in a specific school or the parents in a specific school just, like, demonstrating in front of that school until this, that school had computers, had um, um, uh, science equipment, had musical equipment. If it was truly equipped to, to um, make uh, young people's dreams come true, they would stop business as usual in a minute. All the newspapers would be around it, but we do not demonstrate on behalf of our own children. We right. do not act. We react. We rely on VH1 Save the Music to get some drums in a school. You know, right. um, there are things that we could actively do to prepare our children to compete and succeed in, um, in America. In point of fact, we don't teach our thing. We teach our children to serve. They teach their children to rule. They right. say things like, it is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. They use phrases like, um, um, and I'm talking about the elite that, that right. actually run right. the world. They, right. they, they recite things like, um, um, uh, like, like Evictus, uh, Invictus, uh, um, uh, uh, what is the phrase? Man's reach should exceed his grasp, right, or right. what's the heaven for? Right. Um, we don't say that. We say stuff like, "Well, the white man ain't gonna let you do this, and the white man ain't <laughs> gonna he let you do that." He holds me down. He holds me down. Right, right. right. Hey, you know, we, we, know, you know, this part ain't got no job. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. And guys, you know what? And that's what kills me. We, you know what? That that right there kills me. Black people. My black people, guess what we're not getting? We're not getting reparations. Get over it. Right. Get over it. Get over it. We need to take responsibility for ourselves. One, with our kids, we need to teach them one thing. One thing that we need to start with, and that's discipline. Discipline. You know, that is so come, true. Come home. Don't sit your butt down in front of a television. Actually, do your homework. When a kid has discipline, he will then succeed to the next level. We have, yeah. you know, kids, you know, parents, and yes, I understand kids who live, you know, one parent, single family home. So what? Discipline. When your kid comes home, have some kind of plan for him. Because when you don't have a plan for your kid, your kid will go astray. And then right. he will become a statistic. And right. that's really right. It starts with discipline but then if, if the parent doesn't have discipline how do you teach the kids right right and and i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all gonna get mad at me because i know there's a lot of people just love rap music uh but like scratching, scratching nigga 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 bitch 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 <laughs> on an old rag does not make you william shakespeare I'm sorry, but you know, if you if 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 you truly if you truly love music, take a minute to learn your craft. 
if you want to write, at least be able to spell. To read it? <laughs> right, right, right. To read words. Right. I like words, but I don't like to get involved in the learning of them. You know. <laughs> which, which is the most asinine thing I've heard. And being in the music business, trust me, if you want to learn, I don't care what it is you do. Learn your craft and be the best at it. Right. Right, 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 right. You know, I mean, and 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 I'm sorry, but but three month old babies do not need Air Jordan sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, if a three month old baby could talk, they'd probably say, "Mama, these things make my feet sweat." <laughs> Seriously, and that's what we get caught up in, man. We as African Americans and guys, I know my listeners. I know my listeners are gonna. I know the fashion. You know, I know. You know, we spend billions of dollars on stuff. Right. But we do not own. And not in our own. And and not in our own community. Right. Right. And you know, in a Jewish community, a dollar circulates three times before it leaves the community. Right. In a black community, right. the dollar does not circulate once. Well, we said this. We had this conversation on on my show when you were co-hosting my show. Right. Um, that uh, and I looked up the statistics, and I welcome anybody to look up the statistics. The wealthiest ethnic group in a, in in America um, is the Jewish community, the right. Jewish American community. Right. Not coincidentally. The most educated community, the the community with the highest number of college degrees in America, is likewise the Jewish American uh, 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 community. Right. And and contrary to what people think, a a specific group of people cannot gain that status by collusion. You collude with fellow criminals. Right. The only way that they could do this is that they have a collective sense of purpose that they um, teach their children from the cradle. That is the only way a specific ethnic group could rise to this level. Right. If we want to emulate anything, we need to emulate that sense of purpose. Absolutely. But that's vision. That's that's the wanting. Um, to 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 climb the ladder and to see life as more than just yourself, to right. to set in place things that your children will follow and aspire to, and their children will aspire to, you well, know, not just also, parents, but good elders, good right. grandparents, you, but know, you know, so that everybody's in the family picture. Right, but you, you know what, and that's where we, our community, really needs to stand up because we're so jealous of one another. That right. we can't see the forest for the trees. Right. There, you know, I have Jews. I have some Jewish constituents. I mean, right. you know, Jewish part people that I know. They don't right. have to like each other, but if right. they see an opportunity, they will come together. And right. You know, you don't have to sit down and have dinner with them. You only have to right. like them. But if there's an opportunity for a group of people, for us, to get to achieve something. Set aside that personal garbage. Right, right. Yeah, and then we, we, and when we do achieve, either we're either they say, "Oh, he or she talks white," or "Why is she right, acting white?" Right, or right, right, "What?" 
Right. We get that. I would get that. <laughs> Which is stupid. Like, they speak Zulu. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm my talking daughter, like, my daughter went to Hampton. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's Kush. Right. Yeah, I know. He ain't going. That's Kush. Yeah, okay. But, <laughs> you know, what were you going to say? No, I said my daughter had went to Hampton. That's a, To me, Hampton, it's a black college. She right, didn't right. go to Howard. She went to Hampton, but it's still black. But then so many people calling her bougie. I'm like, what? What is, you know what? We come up with these crazy, insane words that, I mean, I guess it makes us proud to have our own language. Because all That's growing crazy. up, I'm like bougie just because yeah. I like the finer things in life. I've acquired. I like. I like. I like education. I got to be bougie. Okay, bougie opposed to what? Being stupid. Give me bougie any day. Well, um, a lot of it is is dissatisfaction with one's personal life, right? Um, and the sense that you cannot ever make any road, uh, any inroads in changing your 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 circumstance, right? Um, in point of fact, we should be rooting each other on, you right. know, yeah. not not cussing each other out. Right. You know. But, Nat, you um, know where that comes from, though? That comes from having self-respect. Right. Right. When you have self-respect, then you can respect other people. You know? Right. 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 But hold on, guys. You're listening. And my to- daughter went to Hampton. Right. Hold on. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G-Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight's special edition of The Quiet Storm is my co-host, Nat uh, Wood. I didn't forget your name. I'm looking at something, Nat. And we got our caller, Tina from Virginia, who is on the panel, and we're talking about (laughs) racism in America and what... And guys, and and I, I'm gonna say this to my listeners in other countries because right now we got 27,000 people listening. But I want to say this, guys, we're not talking about being separate group of people. We're not talking about um, discrimination. We're not racist. We're not against Jews. We're talking about as a community, what a community, a group of people need to do in order to better themselves and leave a legacy like other cultures do, right. you know? And I don't want to get these crazy... I'm looking at my Facebook right now. I've gotten 33 Facebook mails. I haven't even looked at it. I'm scared. I'm scared. All right, all right listen, I don't care. Call, call me now. You know, uh, if everybody likes you, you ain't doing nothing. Right, um, right. That's correct. You know. And uh, I am secure in in, in the knowledge that uh, nobody is really saying anything anti this person or that person. But we are talking about, like, how do we move ahead? And statistically, economically, we as a people are in last place. Right. There's only one way I know that any any race, any horse can go from last place to uh, to first place. And that's to outrun every other horse in the race. Because if you only run as fast as the last place horse is running, your the 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 horse in front of you, you'll right. always be in last place. Right. So you got to pick up your game. You got to pick you know up your what? speed and run faster than every other horse if you want to make it 
uh, uh, to the finish line. Right, and we can do it. We can do oh, it. Definitely, we can do it because you know what? Now, when you Tina, you, I don't know. You might. I don't. Tina, Tina and I went to high school together. She might be a little bit older, so we all. No. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, that. She got left back a better. few times. <laughs> yeah, right. We went to high school together. Yeah. <laughs> she was in high school. I was in the third grade, and then somehow she was still in high school, and I graduated uh, college. But, but, yeah. But, <laughs> But I'm gonna say that Nat, yeah, I know Nat's a lot older than I am, so um, uh, <laughs> I want to say this. See, I'm not a lot older than you. <laughs> but, but, but you are older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't say, think, I, I actually don't think it's humanly possible to be a lot older than you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, that said, look how we were growing up. Things have things weren't as good as it is now. Is when we were growing up. Everything that we did, you guys know, you know, we had to work at it. No one gave us anything. You know what I mean? We didn't wow. have cell phones. We didn't have all the accoutrements that the kids today have. We couldn't wow. go to college as easy as the kids can go to college today. And we need to have our kids stop with the sense of entitlement. The world does not owe you anything. Hey, well, it does. It ain't going to give it to you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but kids today, they think they're entitled. They think they're entitled to something. What happened to, I'm not even saying. That's how they're raised, though. You know, you know, I, I, I was just, I was like, I was walking down the street the other day, and just the little things that I was noticing. This guy, white guy, um, was with his son. His son had to be like eight or nine, and he was holding his hand. And his son stopped and goes, "Dad, there's a phone outside that you can talk on." <laughs> you see? What he was referring to, guys, was a payphone. You know, I see eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds with a cell phone. Dude, I was like 30 before I got my cell phone. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you were 30 before they started the concert. But that's the parents. That's <laughs> right. All right, that. All right, that. But <laughs> system entitlement. Like, I mean, living where I live, I go to coffee shops. I used to go to this coffee shop, DTUT. And I see these kids that come in after school, and they drop. on coffee and s'mores and stuff like that. I'm like, God, where do you, $25, I I had to work at Kentucky Fried Chicken like two days to get that. And I definitely wouldn't be dropping it on s'mores. It's it's good. I mean, if your kid is going to live with you till they're 53 years old, you might as well like them. You know, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're going to see his butt sticking out your refrigerator every single day for the next 50 years, you know. Um, it's, okay. it's, you it's, know just how they, it's just how they raise. But you, you know, know what? Not only white kids, because black kids are the same way. Black kids are the same way. But that's why I said yeah. it's how they raise, because even though me and you went to school, yeah. I was, I'm a, I'm a, I would say this, I'm the only child. I did oh, go to a Catholic Tina, school. Tina, don't get me started right. on you, all right? Because right. you were a little different than we were. Right. We're not talking. Right, that's what I'm saying. 
but I still, but what I'm saying, it depends on how you were raised, though, because right. I didn't act all crazy. My mama would have killed me. Right. And, like, seriously, right. seriously, now, I remember my brother, My I, th- I remember calling my mom a bitch. And my mom, my mom was like, "Wow, wow, you, you still know got what? memories." Wow. No, that, dude, I'll never. My mom hit me one time, <laughs> and I remember I went over to my friend Richie's house with him, and he asked his mom to drive us to basketball practice or football practice or something. And he goes, "His mom's like, no, I don't have time." He goes, "Mom, you're such a bitch." I'm like, "Come on, dude, let's go to my house." Ask my mom. My mom's like, "Mom, you know, can you drive Richie and I?" to practice. My mom's like, no, I got to go pick up the brother, pick up your father, whatever. I'm like, mom, you're such a bitch. Dude. I still... No, 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 no. I still see stars, bro. No, 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 I'm seriously... Yeah. I, I, you no, know what? No, they, right. they're, cl- they're closest I ever got to doing anything like that was like sucking my teeth maybe one time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, that was dangerous enough. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah, my mom was uh, with, too crazy. Yeah, with, with my mother, you know, uh, my mother would would start whacking on me with that belt, and if I raised my hand to try to um, block the blow, she'd go, "Oh, you trying to hit me now? Right, right, you trying right, to cry right. about and all that kind and, of crazy." But now, if you hit a kid, that's like what child abuse. I'm like, what if they call the police and go to jail? Look, my mom. That's why you got to really I, punch him in the mouth so that they I can't even get the words out. Really. I no. told my mom. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. No, I told my mom I'm going to call 911 on her. You know what she did? As she was giving me the, because we had one of those old phones that you had to dial yeah. with the long cord. As yeah. she was, she, I remember she picked the up. rotary phones. Rotary phones, right. Right, she, right. Look, right. as she handed me the phone, she right. hit me in the head with it and said, go ahead. Go ahead, call him. And I did call him. And they came out, and the police didn't do anything. It's like, yo, you, if the black policeman came out. i never forget. He goes, you had you called the police on your mom. You know what? When he left, my dad got home, and I got it again. So really, I don't understand. I mean, I'm telling you, I, who, I will, like, I was walking down the street. I was walking down Lexington the other day. Lexington asked, little black kid. Two black kids walking across the street. They were just harassing everybody. And I'm like walking right behind. I'm like, you know what? I ain't having this. And I'm like, come here, man. Come here. I took, dude, I took off my belt. And the little kid's like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, I took off my belt. I'm like, dude, I'm going to give it to you the old-fashioned way. And they just, they, they stopped, you know, stopped horsing around till they got a block. Then they called me an old nigga. So, and I was going to chase them then. But I did. I don't have a problem. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would. We're going to have a conversation after this, buddy. Hold on a second, guys. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, I have a special uh, edition of The Quiet Storm, and we're talking about racism in America and I have my co-host, my partner in crime, Nat Wood, and we have a caller and old high school chum, Tina, <laughs> on the line, who's a little bit older. Both of these guys are older than me, but so they they can, <laughs> they can tell you, they can tell you. Some oh, well, how do you know this for a fact that they weren't given out birth certificates when you were born? How do you know? <laughs> hey, Nat, 
One thing I do know that you are older than me by a few <laughs> years. And Tina, you graduated yeah. before me, so I know you're older than me, not because you were smarter, you're just a little bit older. <laughs> Man, that's back six times. Half the account was something though, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're the back of somebody uh, graduated school before you. That's not that everything that older than you. <laughs> now, what? Uh, I'm coming on your show until you get. You know what? You're gonna get this back. You're gonna get this back. So, guys, we're talking. Well, now we know that we need to come together as a community. No, they've been. They, they've known it for a while. But, 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 what do we do, Tina? How do we go? How do we go about doing this? How do we go about gathering the community together? Uh, you know, I really, I don't know. Matt, I mean, what do you know? Well, 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 somebody, you guys just jump in. I didn't mean to cut you off, Tina, but go, both you guys. That conversation, that question was for both you guys. I think Tina has done um, um, her fair share. I, I, the moment she said that her daughter uh, uh, graduated Hampton, uh, she's done her part. I mean, she well, has she graduated of Hampton, a has her own business. Has... What'd you say? I'm sorry. No, I was saying, yeah, she graduated from Hampton, has her own business. She, she's right. my type A child. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, it, it, and we still it, work. It begins a dynasty, right? You know, I mean, when 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 you have when when you get old and gray, that's the one thing about the one thing about taking family pictures is that there's only one way you get to the front of the pictures. That's to get old. And when you take a family picture and you're eighty, ninety years old. And beside you uh, and all around you, your children and your grandchildren, and they're smiling, and uh, they've gone to school, and you have children. You know, some of them will have their own little business. Some of them might be doctors. Some of them uh, 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 might be like little folk singers and whatnot. Right. But they all are intelligent. They all are, are committed to the family. Uh, that's a dynasty. Uh, you get a few of those in a community, you have political power, you have political clout, you have influence in your community. Um, so in point of fact, even though it doesn't seem like much, the very fact that you are stable and have been able to, by hook or crook, in a world that does not have much concern for you at all, uh, imparted some of the, those values into your children, and they will impart uh, those values to their children and their nieces and their nephews and their friends and their cousins. Well, we gotta you know. go far. Yeah, right. I was gonna say we gotta go farther than that though too. Like you know, outside. Like we, I do things in um in Southeast. I mentor because she deals with um right. underprivileged youth over in DC, right. and you know we have things for them, little trips sometimes so they that they've never seen. You know, going to concerts. Learning how to play the violin, you know, just right. different I mean, things. Right. I mean, doing the non-traditional black things. That's the way I grew up. I grew right. up playing. Well, yeah, piano. I played the violin. I played the violin. I played the key. I played piano. And I traveled. And I remember some years back, this is why I have a problem with Charlie Rangel. Charlie Rangel is a congressman in, in Harlem, um, Tina. 
And I've always had a problem with him because he's been the leader in Harlem for what, Nat, what, 40-some years? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like 40-some years. And what he did, what he said to, I personally think he sold Harlem out because he said he, what, revitalized 125th Street. Now, if anybody that you don't live in New York, 125th Street is the, is the heart of Harlem. You know, mm. 125th Street is where all the stores and everything and everything that happens in Harlem is, is 125th Street. Now, what Charlie Rangel did was had all the national stores there. We got right. Gap. You got all the national stores, the Gap, Old Navy, all those kind of stores, Banana Republic, H&M. So he thought that he was doing a service for Harlem. No, I think it's a disservice because, one, I remember coaching uh, Little League basketball at 135th in the Y up there, uh, YMCA. And these kids were like 16 years old. And these kids have never been below 125th Street. I took him on, I was going to take him on a field trip to the Metropolitan Museum. They didn't even know what the Metropolitan Museum was. And I'm like, and this is why I say uh, Charlie Ranklin does did a disservice to the people of Harlem because when you live someplace and you got everything you need, then there's no reason for why you should leave. And that, to me, is a disservice. And let, especially if you don't step outside the box. You see what I'm saying? Well, let's talk about history, and let's talk about Harlem. Harlem was an all-black community. Harlem had um, all the politicians were black, all the store owners were black. Uh, uh, and little by little, it became not black anymore. All the store owners became white. All the landlords became white. The politicians uh, gentrified the area. Now, you're talking about a community um, um, that uh, – was at the apex of power in the in the in the late uh, 20th century, and now in the 21st century. Right. Conversely, you look at Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the year 1921, an all-black community, but those blacks had vision. And in 1921, in 1921, they turned uh, the, a community in Tulsa, Oklahoma, into Black Wall Street, and and it was um, not only uh, Profitable, it was a gem in the ocean. Um, as a matter of fact, it was so successful that they had to burn it to the ground. Now, um, when you talk about vision, uh, before 1835, when cotton became king, uh, uh, yeah, before cotton was king, before the cotton gin was invented, and from 1835 to um, uh, 1850. Cotton was like the the subprime of the United States of America, and it and and it built uh, it built banks and Lehman Brothers and and, and all of those uh, uh, institutions that uh, are are giant corporations today. But before 1835, um, before cotton, there was this thing called urban slavery, right. and 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 blacks. Um, um, Actually, we think of uh, the mulatto elite as as 
something around uh, the time of the Jim Crow laws right after the Civil War. But in, in point of fact, the mulatto elite was established uh, before 1835. Right. Um, exactly. And... and, and Blacks had an opportunity to either, um, um, there was opportunities of these things they were called manumissions, meritorious manumissions. Three ways you could get out of slavery, because it actually wasn't plantation slavery. Um, You you work for free for your master, but you were able to live in your own communities, go out, make money on your own, and most of the blacks, the African Americans um, um, in the United States of America, had legitimate marketing, marketable skills. As a matter of fact, the black community, the black and brown community, had more marketable skills than the white communities. Um, so there was three ways you could get out of slavery. Um, this was referred to as meritorious manumission. Now, the three ways are interesting because they tell you you're dumb and you can't do anything. But the three ways that you could get out of slavery was, number one, you could buy your way out of slavery. That's yeah. why Denmark Vichy, uh, by the way, uh, got out of slavery. He hit a lotto. You can't hit a lotto and buy your way out of slavery if you are tied to a plantation. Right, right. Okay. Um, you, could, you, could buy, uh, you could buy your way out of slavery. You could save the life of your slave master, or you could come up with an idea that made a lot of money for your slave master. Now, there's no way that they would put in a clause that said, uh, you could co- if you come up with an idea uh, that makes me a lot of money, that I will free you if they thought you had the brains of a monkey. Right. Nobody I know of is going to tell a monkey, well, you know, monkey, I'll let you out this cage if you come up with a good idea. <laughs> True. <laughs> so they already understood that that um, you were highly intelligent, um, that you came up with lots of good ideas, like right. like like Stanley said on the Little Rascals. I come up with lots of good ideas when I'm hungry. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, How do you come up with this? <laughs> hey, I don't make the news. I just report it. <laughs> um, um, but uh, so all of the things that are used, the destruction of your school system, uh, the influx of drugs and guns in your community, all of these things to keep you down is with the understanding that if they remove any of these things, if they take any of this up from you and allow you the opportunity to take a minute, think for yourself, and plot out a course for yourself, you indeed could be a handful. Right. Um, the problem is um, not that, that, that white America, the elitist establishment, doesn't know what black people are capable of. The problem is, is that black, black people don't know what black people are capable of. Absolutely. And you know what? Right. But you know what? I don't think we as a group are afraid of success. We are afraid. I mean, we're not afraid of failing. We're afraid of success. Because when you're afraid of success, it changes you. And we as humans don't like change anyway. But we as black people certainly don't want to change because then... As, what do they say? How do they say? How how what was that? What was they saying? You know what? I'm gonna keep it real. Mm. Really, 
You're going to keep it real. So you'd rather stay stupid and broke than smart and rich because you want to keep it real. I don't understand that. Because people people entrench themselves with failure because they believe that if they fail, they'll be ridiculed, which is kind of dumb. Nobody guarantees you a victory. You know, when you get in the ring, nobody is guaranteeing you anything but a fight. Right. You're going to, I mean, no matter what you're doing in life, you're going to lose some. That's part of the living experience. Right. That in and of itself should not keep you from trying. Right. Um, It is no disgrace to fail. The only disgrace is not to go for it. Right, right. That, but see, some yeah. of us are conditioned to think that way. Just Correct. like I always told my kids, never let anybody's opinion of you define who you are. But some people don't get that. Well, you know, they weren't what? taught Tina, that. Tina, I really believe that they do get it. They just, like, I think, like, it goes back to what we said in the beginning. I think it's denial. I think it's truly denial. Because, I, you know, we, we as black people, we are smart. We are smart. And we just, you know, we're highly intelligent. I think all of us are highly intelligent. Some of us choose to use our intelligence in a different way. But, you know, to not grasp, you know, not trying, I I don't even have a point of reference for that personally. But for someone, then again, you got to take it to the fact that, okay, you know, you've been beaten down so many times that you just give up. Is Is that what it is? No. No, no, no. That's, that's with these young kids, though, that's kind of... Some people kinda... just get pissed. Some people just what? Get pissed No, off. I was going to say, with young people, though, it's that's a little touchy. Well, okay, I'm going to say this without saying any names. Um, I had an incident. I knew somebody who, he it was a young guy, had a baby, got right. flack from the from the, the baby's mama's mama, and the baby's mama's mama's yeah, you boyfriend. Know my name. Are you going you know, to get a job? What is it? You need to get a job. When are you going to get a job? You got to do this. You need to pay this. The baby needs this, blah, blah, blah. Well, long story short, he's he's in prison now, but and I don't know what made him thought he could rob a bank. But anyway, he did try to do that. But, but, the parent, but what I'm saying is, though, the parents like us. Right. Oh, not the parents, but who the the adults in the situation and other people you know, I guess was telling him what he can't do or telling him what they can do, and you can't do this, you ain't going to be nothing. Right. And with a young kid, I, I mean, he was young. I think he was, like, probably 16 at the time, I guess. But, but Tina, but, yeah, but, you I'm know, yeah, some, we, some people aren't as strong. Right, but, you, we, yeah, we, you know, we, we're, we're all, as a, as a group, of, as a race of people, you know, you know, there's that part of us, of our group of people that, you know, we self-defeat. We are jealous and say stuff like, "Oh, you ain't gonna be, you ain't gonna be nothing like your daddy want nothing, and your daddy's daddy want nothing." So nine times out of ten, you ain't gonna be nothing. So we don't give self assurance, self, you know. We don't help. We don't tell. We need to tell our kids, you know, they can do it. You know, we can be anything. Yeah. One, not only you got to believe it in order for your kids to believe it. Right. Right. Well, Same thing with a, a relationships too. You, I, 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 you know how I many you be talk sometimes right. about how what I've seen with the male female relationships right. and how, you know, the the female and they gonna hate me when I say this, but you know sometimes we just talk about a brother. Oh, he ain't this. He, yeah, he ain't got to do this. 
Yeah. I know. Um, um, and see, my son-in-law, first of all, my son-in-law, ain't, ain't, he doesn't have to go through the crap I had to go through. Um, right. Because uh, he has me and I'm a handful. And, and when I was young, they all used to jump <laughs> on me. But now I'm like uh, uh, a pit bull type dog and they all back up off of me. Um, but I don't evaluate my son-in-law on, on how much money he makes or what he does. I evaluate him, him on is he a good husband, a good father? Can right. he teach my yeah. grandchildren? Um, um, do I depend I on him? Is he, a, is he a man of honor and whatnot? Right. There's going right. to be times, you know, there's going to be times when things are going to get rough. Can he hang in there like a soldier? Right. You know, right. um, I I I look specifically at the quality of the man, not the not not his bank right. account. Right. You know. Right. right. Um, uh, you end up with some 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 sorry behind men uh, uh, if you don't know how to evaluate a person. You know, evaluate the person before you take them home, before you commit to them, before you have children with them. Right. Know the man. Don't just know the bank account. Man's character. Correct. Character. Correct. Correct. If you don't Correct. have character, you don't have anything. Correct. Because he is going to be the nucleus of generations to come. He is going to be, he is the captain on the field in charge of my, not just my blood, but my bloodline. Right. I have entrusted him with my daughter and the future of my grandson and my granddaughter and and um indirectly their grandchildren and their grandchildren's grandchildren. So I have to know what type of man is gonna lead my family into the future. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's well said, Matt. That was well said. And you know, I am and people and I, I wanna say this to black men specifically, become your brother's keeper. Mm. I learned that when I was five years old. I am my brother's keeper. And I think we got away from that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier to go from, from uh, uh, polar to poor or wealthy than it is to go from buzzard to something other than a buzzard. <laughs> Hold on, guys. You're listening to The Quiet Storm and I'm your host, Greg Lassiter here at G Radio in New York City. You can find your classic soul and R&B music is the music for your soul. <laughs> Tonight, we have a special edition. We're talking about racism in America, and I want to thank everybody out there. I've gotten the greatest emails so far of you guys saying how moving my show is, and I want to thank my co-host, um, my partner in crime. We go back like car seeds. Uh, now, and I got Tina. We go back really like car seeds. Uh, I'm not going to give up your last name because I don't want anybody to stalk you, but I want to thank you guys. We still got some more talk. We still got... Uh, 15 minutes. So, if anybody else have anything to say, call me at 424-757-1423. So, tell me this, guys. What should we do with this Trevor Martin case? Trevor Martin case. Mm. Tina, you got this one. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do with the case? 
Um, yeah. Well, I, he need to be put in jail. Right. Putting in jail is too easy. Right. Right. Well. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but we know what? We have to stop this, man. I mean, because this is not, you know, this is getting, I think it's getting worse and worse. I may be wrong, but I think this lack of, um, what can I say? Lack of concern for a black man's life has gotten worse over the years. Yeah. Have you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm so sick of people saying, I'm, I'm over people telling me to pray. Don't get me wrong, I'm a God-fearing man, but we prayed the last time, and it still happened again. So, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. but I, I will say on that, our, our time's not God's time with that one. No, I got you on that one. But, and I'm not turning the other cheek anymore. I don't have any more cheeks to turn. So what do we do? Seriously, you know, you. I'm so, I'm so sick of people saying, you're bigger than that. Okay, I don't want to be bigger than that. Why do I need to keep letting somebody do something to me because I'm bigger than that? That, to me, is asinine. And y'all don't want me to do too much praying, because I tend to pray for things like lightening up your butt. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I should have known better. I should have known better. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, you know, I, I seem to think that that... I don't need, I don't, I wouldn't tell my kid to turn the other cheek anymore. I don't say, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, condone violence, but what do we tell, like, what do we tell, right. our kids? No, I don't, I'm not turning, we don't have to, you're the bigger person without having to turn the other cheek. I say, I'm like this, you guys know who I am. You insult me, I'm going I'm to put it out there and I'm not going to be passive aggressive about it. I'm going to say what it is. And don't let anybody get away with anything. Right. You know? Right. You know, that's, you know, you know, some, like, some people I, I run around, like, you're bigger than that, Greg. You know, we're big. No, I'm not. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I, I want to let you know you hurt my feelings and it ain't going to happen again. Because if you keep turning the other cheek, they're going to keep doing it again. Well, I don't I don't think it's a question of us turning the other cheek. I think the strategy that people are using um is remarkable. Uh, the fact that uh, the Miami Heat basketball team is getting involved, the NBA is getting involved. Yeah, Even we can people do it who smart you expect, like Will Smith, are, are getting involved. I think right. that we have to keep the pressure on collectively. I think um, um, more people who are not black and brown need to get involved. Right. That, um, um, as a matter of fact, in a lot of ways. Um, the things that uh, the Miami Police Department, the, the Florida, Stan- the Sanford, Florida Police right. Department, and George Zimmerman did was uh, self-defeating because if they had just arrested him and right. held a yeah, trial locally for him, uh, white folks would have cut him loose in Florida. But now right. he got the feds on his butt, which means that he'll probably be convicted of something. Right. Um, so he, uh, uh, they actually did a disservice to him by sheltering him. Right. You know. I think that heads need to roll in that police department. Right. You know, I think that they need we, to revenge, right. revenge the police department. Right. You know? right. And we have to challenge all of those laws uh, by the 
that was instituted by the NRA, the, uh, right. the, the right. Negro Removal Association. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 now, all, of, all, all 24 states that have those uh, stand-your-ground laws is basically uh, uh, a sanction to go out and just murder black people at will and, and, and have no consequences. What? But now, hold no. a second. Stand your ground laws only applies to your own personal property. And if you fall, and the thing about that, if you, like, say if I'm robbing your house, right, and you shoot me, but I fall outside, you could they could pull you back in. Yeah, but if I fall, how do they say? I think it's, it's if you fall inside the house, right? Um, is it yeah, if you fall right. inside the house? It's self defense. Right, right. And, and it's outside, outside the house. The house. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's- but but what I'm saying I'm is like, that, what? that that um the executions of black people has tripled since uh since those laws were enacted. Right. If there was a, yeah. a, a a black man who was shot in the in the back by two white people, and they contended that he was trying to run them over. I don't know whether he was running backwards or how to. <laughs> uh, how is that uh, possible? You know, but they beat it. So in point of fact, whatever the law was intended to do or written up to do, it has um, um, become just a sanction to murder black people and get away with it. Right. You know, I mean, the the whole contention of George Zimmerman as it relates to Trayvon Martin um, is ridiculous. Right. You know, it's not even like it doesn't make sense. Feasible, right? It's not feasible in any form or fashion, and yet he was never charged at all, at all. Indeed, the police um, maintained that there was no reason to charge him. You know, maintained, um, but the kid was not armed. His life was not threatened. Correct, correct, correct. You ain't supposed to. Um, not only that, but he didn't do anything. Right. He, he was walking in the rain. He did not break any laws whatsoever. Do you know what happened? Do you know where the rainwater goes WWE. if you have on a hoodie and don't put it on your head? Yeah. It goes inside the hoodie. <laughs> so you can never put it on your head because it'll be like a bucket of water hitting you. <laughs> Stop, man. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you with that. Well, as soon as it starts to rain, I put on the hoodie. Right. Even I don't like want morning. the water inside the hoodie. Even <laughs> even like this morning, it was cold outside. I put my hoodie up to keep my ears warm, keep my head warm. And this kid was, he was running away from him. He did not approach him. He was trying to get away and mind his own business. And everything a black man has is a gun. A candy bar is a gun. A cell phone is a gun. Like for uh, a, a wallet is a gun. Like they killed Ramali Graham in the in in his own bathroom. God only knows what they saw as a gun when the man was in his bathroom. Whatever they saw, they said they had a gun. Right. Um, right. Um, these are just sanctions to murder us. And the right. only way that we can defend ourselves is to become far more intelligent, far more right. educated, far more politically astute, far more focused in what we're doing. Um, we have to storm the castle, and we right. cannot do that in a constant state of ignorance. Right. We're not going to change. We have to. Right. And you know what? Just to, you know, over the, over the weekend, 
this uh, 22-year-old woman and this older black man was in Chicago walking down. The oh, street. yeah. Remember that? Now, yeah. two undercover cops, the guy was talking to his friend on the phone. The right. cops thought he had a gun, shot and killed the woman, and shot him in the hand. And they right. said it was a justified shooting. Right, right. And that's really strange because he was talking on the phone. So right. apparently if they figured he had a gun, they must have figured he was going to blow his brains out. He was taking too long. Um <laughs> That would, I'm getting you back, dog. I can't wait. I'm coming on the show. You know, shoot, shoot, don't talk. But, I mean, it's gotten gotten so out of control. And, Tina, we live in New New York City. So some of the news, some of the stuff that we see here don't even make the news. Right. Don't even make the news. 5-0, as you guys, my European um, listeners, Five, we call it police five oh from Hawaii five oh. Five oh would roll up in the hood and see right. five black men seen on the front. Just talking. Right. Right. Make them all get up against the wall and search right. them. Now right. that's illegal search and seize. Right. And, and and they get away with that. They do that every single day. Couple times. Oh, New York has deteriorate, deteriorated to a point where uh, if if I was in front of my house and I saw Greg walking down the street and we shook hands, there's a, a chance that we both could end up dead. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's um, it's crazy. Um, I, it's yeah. crazy. I was telling Greg how my son had a, a Mercedes, and we were talking about this the other day, and he was he was telling me, he said, you know, Mom, he said, nothing ever happened to me because, I'm going to tell you, I had to tell my son what colors not to wear. And my son has um, uh, skull tattoos. Mm. And supposedly the old wise thing was, you know, blacks, if they wear the skulls, that they murdered somebody because usually the white kids, they're, they're the only ones who usually wear that or gothic people. So when he was right. in his car, he never wore a wife beater. He had on, you know, his arms covered. That's ridiculous, though. He never that's wore right. His, I, right, but still, and that's what I told him. And his baseball cap, he didn't turn it backwards, and he always right. wears it backwards. But when he's right. driving a Mercedes, he didn't wear a hat. Right. <laughs> and when me and this lady was talking, she was she was laughing and she was like and she was white and I said, Well see we gotta tell we have to tell our our boys how to how to act when a cop comes up to them. I said, Y'all don't. Right, right, exactly. Right. You know, you just know, keep your hands keep your hands down low. But you know what? Right. It's a shame and I always tell I never thought time. I would have to do this. I tell all the young people, mostly my, my black brethren and sisters, when you get stopped by a policeman or policewoman for speeding or whatever. The first thing you do is do not, I repeat, do not, your natural reaction when you get stopped by police and you're driving is to reach for your registration. Yeah, Where's, your registration? Where's your registration? In the glove compartment. Do not reach for anything. You wait and let the policeman ask you. And then you yes, tell them, you repeat to the policeman what you're doing. And then, whether you're right or wrong, right then and there is not the time. You comply. Don't get out the car. No. No. Well, uh, first of all, I'm not answering no questions. 
My 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 lawyer, Mr. Rosenthal, said don't answer no questions. Right, right, um, right. right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. My Mr. Mike, he said don't answer no questions. That's what he said. And that's what I don't get. I mean, you see this in New York anytime. Please pull the guy down the police station. Shut up. Yeah. Ask for a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. You know. And some of the stuff they ask you is so stupid, you know. Right. And they're putting in the paper, oh, yeah, $200 in his pocket. Where do you get all that money? <laughs> all that money. $200. <laughs> We've been enslaved for 400 years. That's like 50 cents a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, guys. Hey, look. Hold on, guys. I'm running out of time. I want to thank you guys for coming on and having this conversation with me. It was unbelievable, and I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, and that, you, that, that I will talk to you um, either not tonight or tomorrow. Tina, I will get out with you tonight or tomorrow. But I want to thank both you guys for coming on the show. Oh, it was a pleasure. Oh, I'll right. talk to you guys soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music. Tonight was a special edition of The Quiet Storm. We talked about racism in America, and I had the uh, the honors to have my partner in crime, and don't take that literally as partner in crime, but my friend and uh, co-host, and I'm his co-host, Nat Wood, and an old-time friend um, that I went to high school with, Tina. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, the The fight still continues. Tomorrow night I'll be back. With the Quiet Storm, and I'll be cl- I'll be playing classic soul and R&B music. I want to thank everybody for listening to me tonight, and um, I thank you for the emails. And I hope I touched somebody's life tonight. I really do. So remember this, guys: shoot for the moon. If you miss, you're still among the stars. I am Greg Lasseter. This is the Quiet Storm at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music—the music for your soul. Peace.
You have been listening to The Quiet Soul with Greg Lester.